photography competitions and photo guiding. This is the Wild Eye Podcast. Hey everybody, my name is Jerry, I'm from Wild Eye, and to lead in this episode, a quick story. So, my dad is a huge wildlife and photography fan, and wildlife photography, if you know what I mean, but a little while ago, end of last year, he added me to, or he asked for me to be added to a group, a WhatsApp group, I think there's currently about seven, 800 members, and for the Afrikaans people, this group is called Bos Befok, okay, so if you can translate to yourself, it just means you're very keen about the bush, right? But what this is, it's a, it's a group run by a guy called Mr. T, and basically it's just people sharing cool sightings that they find online. It's not very unsimilar to things like nature is metal, but it's not based on the gore in nature. It's anything. Cool birds, what's the idea on this, and so on. So this guy manages it as just a sharing platform, right? So I've muted mine because it can get quite busy, but every once in a while, I'll pop in, have a look, and so on and so forth. And on one particular day, someone came on there and said, listen, uh, here's a link to a safari that I'm running, and I've got permission to post this, and so on and so forth. So I went to check out the, the link to that. Now, a couple of times on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, uh, take a pick. I've also seen where people who have done a few safaris then start offering them. And... This is something that I've spoken about many, many times before here on the podcast and on workshops, but the idea of photography competitions and should you or should you not take part in it. Now, I'm going to come at this from two angles because number one, there's the element of should you do photographic uh, competitions. Uh, I'll talk about that a little bit later. But more than that is the question for me is, you winning photography competitions, does that equip you necessarily to host safaris and take other people out there and add value to them? Now, I have my opinion, I'm sure you have yours, but let's look at this overall. Um, what I did is just as a bit of a background thing, I thought, let me go into Perplexity AI. If you're not using it, it's one of the many, many AI platforms out there. But what this one does is it's very cool if you're researching stuff because you can put in, for example, I don't know, how does the Northern Lights work or why do they exist? And this thing will pull into a very short, digestible paragraph. It'll give you the description of what happens. Coronal mass events and the sun spits out um, heat and so on and so forth. But then it adds the links to all of the websites where it got the information and it curates it. So um, I do use ChatGPT for some random things, but perplexity specifically for me is when I do research and stuff on topics or before lecturing or whatever, I do those kind of research things. So what I put in here is I said, make an argument for and against photography competitions. So what it does, it asks you a few questions after you do that. And I said, yes, for people entering this, that, the other. And then it's it went and it gave me nine sources across the internet. So let's for just agree for now that this is kind of a, a case study of nine participants. And this thing went to all of these websites. And there's some big names in here, F-stoppers, the whole bunch is in here. And it, it summarized it as follows. So... Uh, it reads, photography competitions have both advantages and disadvantages. Here are the arguments for and against participating in these photography competitions. Now remember, this is a summary of all the different websites that this thing um, went to look for. And after each point, I can link through to the particular website. But yeah, so if you haven't checked the perplexity, have a look. Anyway, 
Argument for photography competitions. Number one, recognition and exposure. Competitions can provide recognition and exposure for photographers, helping to showcase their work to a wider audience. Number two, feedback and improvement. Some competitions offer valuable feedback from judges, which can help photographers improve their skill and creativity. Number three, motivation and challenge. Competing can motivate photographers to improve their skills, explore new techniques, and challenge themselves creatively. And then number four, under arguments for photography competitions, prizes and, and rewards. Competition offer prizes which can range from monetary awards to new photographic equipment and other forms of recognition. Now that's all good, right? I'll share my opinion just after this. But let's look at the arguments that all of these combined websites gave against photography competitions. Number one, subjectivity of judging. Photography is a subjective um, craft and the idea of judging something as subjective as art or imagery can be seen as futile. Right grab. Some competitions have been criticized for their right grab where photographers may have to give up certain rights to their images. Number three, overemphasis on winning. Focusing on winning competitions can lead to a loss of perspective of the true value of photography and the reasons why one fell in love with it in the first place. Financial motives. It is argued that many competitions are primarily driven by financial motives and the benefits to the photographer may be limited. So perplexity then carries on and says, in conclusion, while photography competitions can offer recognition, exposure, and motivation for improvement, photographers should be mindful of the subjectivity of judging rights implications and the potential overemphasis on winning. It's important photographers to carefully evaluate which competitions to consider and what their own goals and motivations are before deciding whether to participate. So pretty good summary, I reckon, right? It's a pretty good summary. And to me, it comes down, if I had to choose, right? For me, okay, where do I stand? I personally don't do it. I have in the past. I think the last one was in 2010, so it's 14 years ago. Uh, it's a story about the black lion, and I got thrown out in the last round because it wasn't an original raw file. Different discussion. But more than that, as I grew in my photographic journey, I started not liking the idea of creating to a standard. So if, if you're entering a photography competition, you are trying to get a higher standard and you're creating against that standard. Whereas if you are being creative or creating freely, I often think you create better work. That's for me personally. Now, that said, and for those of you that have traveled with me, I recommend every single one of my clients who does a photo safari to look at or consider entering a competition. Here's why. To me, the win isn't if or not you win the competition. For me, the win is going through the creative process of looking at your work critically, selecting the best of the best, processing it as best you can, and putting that forward and basically saying to yourself, and this is important, to your photographic voice, this is the best I have right now. So what you're doing is you're giving yourself permission to close the door on a previous chapter and say, this is where I currently am from a photography skill point of view and what I can offer, and then you can grow from there. So to me, entering a photographic uh, competition is more about the actual journey and getting to the point of entering, because from there, like this thing said, uh, it's, subject it's subjective, right? I mean, some people, even when they see a new competition, they'll go and research who the judges are hardcore and they would then choose images to favor what they think the judge's style is or what the judge might like. Now now you're creating towards someone else's standard. And that's not, that's not how creativity should work, right, in my mind. So I also just, I mean, I've said it many times on the podcast before as well, is 
Competing at photography is like competing at yoga. And that's the subjective thing is when do you win? At what point can you say, my line image is better than this line image? At some stage, they all get good. And what is it? It's personal choice. Anyway, so whatever you think about the photography competitions and whether you do them or not, uh, whether you enter them or not, there's a place for them. If you approach it, I think, with the correct mindset, that's the most important thing is, are you approaching it with the correct mindset of saying, this is me looking critically at my work, now I can move on. Okay, now, the idea of entering competitions, okay, we've, we've kind of spoken through that, and now winning or placing or getting highly commended in whatever competition and using that as the reason why people should travel with you as a photo guide or on a photo safari. This is where things, to me, get a little bit blurry, right? Because you can take a good image doesn't mean you can help um, as someone else to do the same. It's not the same thing. Some people are great basketball players. They can play the game. Others are good coaches. Some can do bit both, right? But you getting second place in a competition saying, this is my history of competitions that I've won, to me, doesn't qualify you to take someone on a photo safari. There's many stories, right? There of, of people having awards and then people pay money just to be able to shoot with them. I don't, I've, I've, look, obviously I have a certain feeling about this because I'm in the industry. I have been for a very, very long time. And the idea is that you should add value to your client. They shouldn't be there to bask in your aura. Now, the funny thing is sometimes people's websites, and I did quite a bit of research before this as well, just looking at some of the stuff out there, is like, I won second place at the Wildlife Photographers Club out of Lincoln Park in Chicago. That's like, okay, how many people entered? Four, right? So you came first out of four, and now that's qualifying you to take people with you, right? Even if you're winning the big things, even if you're winning the Wildlife Photographer of the Year competition, it means you're a good photographer, you're a good creator. It does not necessarily mean you're a good educator, right? So, so to me, there is different skill sets to be a photo guide and to teach someone photography and to help them and to inspire them and to motivate them to be better, right? Some of those for me, teaching skills, right? For you to be an effective guide, photo guide or educator, you have to have the ability to communicate different concepts clearly, right? You should also be able to tailor expectations to different people, because you can't teach John the same as Sarah. It's going to be different. Another skill, patience and empathy, right? Guiding and educating others involves working with people at different skill levels. You need to be patient with that, and you need to have empathy to understand when to push someone harder, when to help them troubleshoot, and when to kind of improve their skills, right? Next one, understanding the learning process. A great educator or photo guide will understand how people learn and also that they learn differently. And you should be able to adapt your teaching methods to suit that individual. I've had it often, uh, let's use Mara Camp, walking around the table and someone asks a question. And I know this person because they've traveled with me many times before. And I know that this is how I need to communicate with him or her in order to, for them to get the message. Someone might sit on the other side of the table, listen to it and not get it because they learn differently. Their learning process is different. Right, so that's a big deal. You can't just do something your way and expect people just to get it. The um, next one, technical knowledge sharing. Can you take a technical variable and 
break it down to someone to its basic form. Sure, winning a competition shows that you have incredible technical prowess most of the time. People do get lucky. But being an educator involves sharing this more effectively, right? Breaking things down, offering practical tips, helping people to apply the theoretical knowledge in real-world situations, right? Also, as a photo guide and educator, you have to be adaptable. Teaching will require you to adapt to different learning styles and the needs of the people who are with you. Uh, the successful guides, photo guides out there, are the one that's flexible and can modify their approach to best meet the needs of their audience and not say to them, this is how I do it, this is the right way. Oh, why is that, John? Well, because I win competitions. No, sorry. Next one, communication skills. You, you have to be able to communicate clearly when instructing others. This is crucial. It's crucial, right? You should be able to, 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 to break down technical variables to an easy digestible kind of bite-sized chunks, but also convey the creative and artistic, I'll try that again, the creative and artistic aspect of photography. So you need to be able to dive into kind of the creative philosophy of why we do what we do and, and, and run with thought and see where it gets you, but take someone on that journey while at the same time being able to break down ISO shutter speed and, and, and aperture, right? Uh, on the back of that, another one, encouraging creativity. Photography is not just about technical skills. It's about creativity and expression. I mentioned this way back as well, is the worst compliment can, someone can give you on one of your images is this is the sharpest image I've ever seen. That means you had the right shutter speed. It means nothing as to how your creative process is, 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 is um, presented on the frame. Nothing. So it's an effective educator or photographer will inspire and encourage creativity in the students or your guests, helping them to find their unique voice. If you're just going to stand on your pedestal of I win competitions and I came second in the Wildlife Photography Club of Lincoln Park in Chicago, you're not helping them find their voice. You're trying to make them yours, different. And then also an interesting one, which I think a lot of the photography guides out there, and specifically because they shoot for themselves, they're shooting for prints or for sales or whatever the case is. You need to understand your students' goals. Successful photo guides and educators take the time to understand the goals and aspirations of their students, right? Tailoring their teaching and guidance to help them achieve, achieve their individual objectives. So winning, in my mind, a photography competition does not necessarily there's some exceptions, does not qualify you to become a photo guide. Yet, that becomes a lot of people's main selling point. Right, because I do something this way doesn't mean you have to. There's also the approach of, and I've had this many times on Safari, is where people would arrive, and it's the first time I'm guiding them or shooting with them, and they would, we would have the conversation of what mode are you shooting in? Do you understand these following terms like exposure, compensation, depth of field, and so on? Because then we, we're getting on the same page. Now, if someone is shooting aperture mode or manual, I'm not necessarily going to change them to what I'm doing. I'm going to see and say, okay, cool. You're at that level. This is what you've chosen to shoot at. How can I add value to that process? If there's something I think you can do better or easier, and that means making one or two changes, that's cool. But just because I, for example, shoot in aperture mode and you shoot in manual, I'm not going to try and convince you to do it another way. I'm going to help you the way that you shoot. 
if there's a strong argument, we can have that discussion and say, this is why I do this, that's why you do this, what is your goal, how, and so, and the conversation will take us to a place where the clients, or the, 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 yeah, the clients, the guests, outcome is the most important thing. They wanna learn something and create great images. So this whole idea, and it came from this WhatsApp group where I followed a link of come with me to the bush and I will share my way of doing things because I win competitions or I have had highly commended images over the last four years in X, Y, and Z competition. I think twofold. I think as a guest, if you are choosing who to travel with. There's so many things. Obviously, there's personality. You're gonna spend a lot of time with this guide. Can they at least have a conversation past photography around the dinner table? Can they make you laugh? Can they tell a story? Can they actually shut up and listen sometimes? All of those things matter, right? That all matters. But if you're looking at someone's website or a company and they're leveraging too heavily on I win competitions, come with me, I don't know. To me, there's a little, maybe it's not quite a red flag, but it's kind of a pink going red wine color flag, if you know what I mean. It's, if, if, if they're so heavily invested in the competitive outcome of photography, there's a very good chance on that trip, they're gonna follow that. They're gonna shoot for themselves to create more competitive Im um, images. And then you're not the focus. Also, I think, and this is advice for anybody who is into photography competitions that host trips, if you are in that position where you do guide photo trips and you do enter competitions, maybe look at yourself. Have a look in the mirror and just ask yourself, listen, yes, I might be doing photo competitions and I might have a few highly commended or first, second, third prizes, whatever that means. What other value, apart from my photographic accomplishments in competitions, can I offer my guests? That's where the magic is. That's what they're paying for. And that's why they're gonna keep on coming back. They're not gonna come back just because you've won a competition. They're gonna come back because you've added value to their process. And that's the bottom line. It really, really is. So anyway, photography competitions, I would love to hear what you think about it. Do you enter? Why? Do you get upset if you don't win? Do you look at the image? And this is a common one. Just before we go, this is a common one. People will enter a competition, right? And they do it with good intentions. And I'm gonna see how I do. And I think my stuff is pretty good and this, that, the other. And then they don't place. And they look at the images that went through first, second, and third. And then you turn nasty. Then you go to a place where, oh man, this is really shit. I can't believe that image won. Mine is so much better. How many of you relate to that? Yeah. Why not just accept it for what it is? The competition has their own agenda. They, let, let's use the greatest Masai Mara, for example, competition, right? They wanna showcase the Masai Mara to get more tourism in, to get the lodges full. That, that's what it's about. It's to get attention on the brand. So you can post anything if it doesn't fit the needs or the desired outcome of the photographic competition, chances are you're not gonna, you're not gonna place if you're not aiming towards that. But there's no need to go afterwards, oh, that's a crap image, mine is so much better. Move on. Your win is that you looked at your work critically, you did something with it, and then you moved on. That's where the win is. Anyway, so let me know, do you enter photography competitions? What's your thought about it? Uh, do you, when you look at photo guides to travel with, does it make a difference whether they've won competitions or not? 
or doesn't matter to you. Maybe it does. Maybe you only look for that. But um, yeah, each to his own. I just think it's about value. I think it's about keeping it real. And I think it's about enjoying the process rather than only the desired outcome of amazing images. It's a bit of everything. Anyway, guys, uh, let me know. Jerry at wildeye.com. That's G-E-R-R-Y at W-I-L-D hyphen E-Y-E dot com. Or any social media platforms, Jerry van der uh, I'm off the social media platforms until end of the month. But leave a message there. I will get back to you when I get back on. And then uh, we can chat from there. Good luck with your photography. Happy, happy travels. And I'll chat to you in the next episode. My name is Jerry. I'm from Wild Eye. Bye for now. <laughs>